The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. All right. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Wherever you are in the world, my name is Josh. Welcome to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. We're live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy of communism coming to America, of the Great Reset, the New World Order, uh, the infiltration of all of our systems globally, and the pending global economic collapse. Tonight, we're going to be talking to attorney Tom Rents. You might have heard of him. He is an amazing human being. Uh, attorney turned freedom fighter, whether it's uh, the medical drama that's occurring in the world or exposing the Great Reset. I'm going to go grab him real quick, and then we're going to come right back with attorney Tom Rents. We'll be right back in just one minute with attorney Tom Rents. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried canceling myself and my pillow. Well, during these times, your support has meant everything to us. 
My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly on to you. For a limited time, you can get my brand new product, My Slippers, for 50% off. That's the lowest price ever. And remember, My Slippers come with an exclusive four-layer design. These layers combine to give you amazing comfort and support and help reduce stress on your feet. And with the durable indoor-outdoor sole, you can wear My Slippers anytime, anywhere. I personally guarantee these will be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to get my slippers for 50% off, the lowest price in history. And if you do it right now, I'm going to include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless. And we are back with attorney Tom Rents. Tom, what is up, man? How are you doing? Oh, man, I'm glad to be here. Uh, you know, I like this because, you know, some of the shows you go on, you know, you're kind of wondering, you know, the guy I'm talking to, where, you know, where's this guy at? But you guys, you guys are dead on. You're, you're patriots. I love coming on Patriot shows. Well, I, I, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, me and you, we had a, a long talk down in Dallas, Texas, about a lot of different topics. I said I needed to get you on the show. CJ emailed. And we finally got you on the show. I'm happy to have you here. Um, you've been busy. Everything from being into the Senate, talking to Ron Johnson, the senators over there about what's happening uh, with the vaccination and our military, fighting for our military, exposing the the corruption in p- the political system, fighting for gun control, monkeypox, and the Great Reset. So, Tell me a little bit about your background and how you just got involved in all this. Because, I, I, you know, I look at attorneys, I look at doctors, and I see a lot of them these days waking up and seeing a lot of the truth. But sometimes it's a progression to get there. You have to see a lot of oh, things. Yeah. So I'm curious about your story. Yeah, so, I mean, listen, I, I've been, you know, kind of a, an activist, a pro-freedom guy my whole life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I just kind of don't care what people do. You do you, I'll do me, and we're all going to be good on that, right? Um, you know, I've always been a faith guy, but I'm also a skeptical guy, right? I'm an evidence guy. And, yeah, there were certain things that just seemed a bit far-fetched to me. Hmm. You know, you go back three, four years ago, I'm thinking, you know, I, my wife will never let me forget. The time she came into the kitchen, you know, four or five years ago and says, hey, I just heard, you know, whoever, some Hollywood star saying that, you know, her kids got autism because of vaccines. I looked at her and I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Do you really think they'd have something like that on the market? Hmm. Well, yeah, now I do. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, but I've got to have some evidence, right? And I think part of the reason that, that I've been able to really communicate with people is because I do try and make sure that when I communicate, I always differentiate between what's real evidence and what's speculation, right? Mm -hmm. So like I can speculate about certain things and, you know, I like doing that. And I've been watching politics and been involved with this stuff, you know, as long as, I mean, hell, I watched Rush Limbaugh when he had a TV show. Uh, You know, I mean, I was, I've been watching, I've been listening, I listened to political talking heads on both sides and, you know, I just, you learn, you know? So I had a lot of that experience and I was always a pro freedom activist. So, you know, when this came along, there was you know, red pill radio. I, I, I needed a red pill. Yeah. Um, I thought I was awake. I thought I knew, you know, I thought I recognized, you know, these guys are corrupt, but I didn't realize the depth of the depravity. 
and I didn't realize how corrupt and how rotten to the core certain elements of our national government have gotten. And so, you know, it's been this process of waking up based on just evidence. You know, I started out with, even when the vaccine first came out, the COVID jabs, I said, I looked at them. I didn't just assume they were terrible. I mean, I had great friends, Sherry Tenpenny, Chris Northrup people, and they're like, no, you don't want anything to do with that. I'm like, okay, probably not, but I'm gonna look at it. And I dug and I dug and I dug. But the problem is, is that everywhere I've gone, it's not a matter of whether I want to believe this way or I want to believe that way. I just look at the facts and they are what they are, you know, and the facts are real simple here. You know, these jabs are killer. You know, you, you look at what's going on. It's kind of like, I just posted on, so I, I do Truth Social. I really like Truth. It's kind of a cool platform. Uh, by the way, at Tom Renz on Truth Social, I just posted on their night. So Epochs did a story on Biden. He, he says, I didn't know that if we shut down the baby food plant that there'd be a shortage of baby food. What? So, you know, we're, we're going to shut down the main baby food factory in the country, but we don't think it will really matter. Mm. What? Because, by the way, it was Biden's FDA that's caused this shortage, right? Just like he's trying to cause, you know, the brownouts that we're going to be having this summer all across the nation and the food shortages that we're going to ha be having in the summer and the fall. You know, but, you know, he's he's causing these issues and it's not accidental. This isn't just bad policy. This is intentional. But, you know, it took a while to recognize, man, it really is this bad. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, it is. It's been it's been a red pill for a guy who was already I mean, I was already thinking that I was awake and knew what was going on. And it's still it's so much worse. So. You're right. It is so much worse. And it, the one thing that you said is that it's being done on purpose. It's the, the system is being manipulated to produce a systematic collapse. Uh, that is the only way that we understand that they can take away the Constitution that, well, unwillingly, but they'll take away the Constitution and they're going to begin implementing their global order. We're seeing this in the global financial systems. We're seeing this with the hyperinflation of the dollar. Um, and then when we put it all together, we start to see that the, the COVID scam, the pandemic that occurred, the gain and function research, Fauci, um, global, global Health Alliance, all these guys, that this was a plan that has been in place for a very long time. They brought about this pandemic. They utilized that to push this vaccine out there to basically further their eugenics agenda of population control. And nope. now we're sitting here in the midst of this collapse. I mean, we're in the beginning of this collapse right now. Um, and, and people are, are wondering what the heck is going on. And people are starting to wake up. And I just appreciate you because I know you've been out there in the forefront. You've been, you're, you got your hands in everything and, and yeah. you're, you're screaming as loud as you can about everything. And that's the best that some of us can do right now uh, until other things start to present themselves. Right. Um, right. But talk to me a little bit about the vaccination and, and what you guys kind of came across. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, and you mentioned that I'm screaming. So that's because you can only file so many lawsuits at once mm -hmm. and so because you can only manage so many at a time, right? I mean, these take a lot of time and a lot of effort, and some of them are very, very difficult cases. So while they're going through that process, you scream because you want to try and help wake people up. It's part of, you know, we don't, just because my main job is lawyer 
doesn't mean that I'm not going to fight when I'm not doing, you know, when I when I have the opportunity. So we we just make sure we use every waking minute to fight this fight. And with regards to that, you know, a lot of we got a lot of lawsuits are related to either the vaccines or mandates or anything related, you know, about that. Uh, what we found is really indisputable. And, you know, we put a couple months ago, I put out an evidentiary document that I want put out for everybody to use. Um, it, it's on the rentals-law.com website. If you scroll down a little ways, you'll see it in special evidentiary findings, whatever. If you go in there, you can download it. And uh, you can, it's, it's designed to provide hard evidence that people can take to their school board, to their their county commissioner meeting, their town council meeting, and to educate people because you know you can take it in there. You've got the documents, and then I have overview documents in there that explain the key points. What do you want to look at? Because you know, I, like for example, I got the Pfizer document in there. Yeah, most people can't read and understand that. That's too much, right? So that's fine. You don't have to. I did. I read it for you, and then I put bullet points so you can figure it out, right? Not complicated. So we simplified that. We're doing that. But you know, the thing about this is, is when you talk about what we found, this is just. I mean, it's indisputable. So I mean, wherever you want to go. First of all, is it gene therapy? Well, yes, it is. We know it's gene therapy because we've known that in 2019, 19. Moderna filed in their SEC filings that one of their main concerns was that mRNA vaccine, mRNA anything is a gene therapy. It's not actually a vaccine. That was before they changed the definition of the word vaccine. So going back to 2019, we have the companies that are making this stuff acknowledging it's a gene therapy. You know, so then you go forward and you look and it's just on and on and on and on. And guess what else happened in 2019? In 2019, one of the one of the uh, labs that Hunter Biden was tied into uh, got a grant from our federal government in I, I believe it was October of 2019, right? Mm -hmm. October. And you know what that grant was for? That grant was to study COVID-19. Now, how would they do that before COVID-19 existed? And by the way, you don't just get a grant one day. That means that they had worked on putting that grant together and developing it and getting it, getting it all put out for who knows how long ahead of time. So I thought they didn't find this until December. I thought that this day they didn't even know it existed. It is a new thing, right? Mm -hmm. Why do why were we studying the studying it at one of Hunter Biden's uh, affiliated labs in the Ukraine? By the way, it was is in Ukraine. I mean, I don't know if that matters. I mean, we are sending another hundred plus million dollars of weapons over there um, instead of buying door locks for schools and hiring armed veterans to guard the doors. Um, because, you know, who cares if kids get shot when, you know, there's Ukrainian, Ukrainian Nazis that need recruiting, I guess. Um, uh, yeah. By the way, um, another story was out today about, uh, you know, Department of uh, Homeland Security's concerned about uh, the Nazi factions in Ukraine recruiting Americans. I thought Ukraine was a place of love and peace. How could there be Nazi factions? Anyways, I've digressed. The point being, though, that, you know, so they're doing that. What else have we found? Project Salas. Since October of 2021, they know that a majority of cases and a majority of hospitalizations are in fully jab. No question about it. Government knows it. 
October of 2020, FDA puts out Birdpack document. We've got a whole list of side effects. None of them were reported as side effects in the informed consent sheet from these jabs. The FDA said they were looking for them because they were expected side effects, but don't worry, you the people, you don't need to know about these things. So we know that they were covering up the dangers of these jabs. We also know that they know and are tracking how dangerous they are. The FDA listed a whole list of servers and mechanisms that they were using to track the dangers of these jabs. Why is that not public? <laughs> if they're safe and effective, first of all, we ought to be able to sue the jab vaccine manufacturers because why not if they're safe and effective? But second of all, if they're that safe and effective and you got the data, how about you share it, brother? Yeah. Where's it at? So when you say, they, what have we found? Well, we've found an awful lot and that's just the tip of the iceberg. I could go on for another hour. Well, it's interesting you mentioned Project Salus because that dealt with the Department of Defense. Um, many people don't know is my brother-in-law just recently passed away. Uh, active duty, United right. States Air Force, 34 years of age, triple jabbed. Started with a stroke, went on to the heart. They said it was a rare genetic condition, and he eventually passed away. And uh, they nobody will even mention the vaccine. Uh, my buddy just called me yesterday, good friend of mine. And said his buddy got COVID three days ago. He woke up today, uh, yesterday, couldn't breathe. He goes in the hospital, has blood clots in his lungs. And now he's intubated and most likely on remdesivir, which we know what's going to happen next. Yeah. Uh, and, and if you ask, will. yeah, and if you ask anybody, everybody has these same stories. One, you know, they know one, two, three people who's either died after the vaccine of blood clots, strokes, heart attacks. Uh, neurological diseases. I know three people on my block right now that have neurological problems because of the vaccine. I know two people in my family that have neurological problems because of the vaccines. This is unprecedented. The other factor is they're not reporting it as a vaccine injury or an adverse reaction to the vaccine. I think that's the biggest problem. Just like my brother-in-law there, they said it was a rare genetic heart condition that he had, and that's why he passed. No, it was due to the vaccine, but they're not admitting that. And so we got to wonder how many more countless thousands, hundreds of thousands, are dying from this that's not being reported. Well, here's the, here, there's a couple key things here. So first of all, um, their data mining... And they, they may not know exactly, but they've got a pretty good idea. And I can assure you of one thing. The numbers are ugly because mm -hmm. they'd fall all over themselves to report them if they weren't. But, you know, the bottom line is, is they, they screwed up when they said, yeah, we're going to monitor this because we know it'll be safe and effective. Well, they monitored it. They are monitoring it and they aren't sharing it. Why would you hide it if you don't have anything to hide? Uh, God bless our soldiers. Yeah. I mean... You know, I just, listen, you sign up and you're willing to take a bullet for our freedom. You shouldn't have to take a shot for our freedom. Right. You shouldn't have to risk your life from your own commanders forcing you to do this. And that scumbag piece of garbage, Lloyd Austin, who made over $200,000 in 2020 off of his seat in tenant health care, uh, you know, making money off of COVID, uh, is pushing these jabs like this. That guy, they ought to they ought to give him to the, they ought to give him to his soldiers and let them deal with him. I agree. I'm going to tell you that is absolute garbage. 
but, you know, look at the commander in chief who's over pooping his pants in the corner, doesn't even know what's going on. You know, I mean, it just, it is unbelievable. The enemy is within and the enemy is without, you know, it's all over. We're surrounded. And I don't think people understand we, we have lost. Okay. We've lost, we've lost numerous battles. We've lost a lot of freedom. Now, here's the question. Do we pick our lazy butts up and win the war and earn our freedom back? Or do we, do we walk away with our tails between our legs and keep burying our heads in the sand till the war is unwinnable? The war can still be won. We've lost battles, a lot of them, and we've lost big battles, big profound battles that have resulted in American people losing freedoms that they may never regain. The question is, how many more do you want to lose before your kids have no future? How much longer do you want to sit on your hands and say, well, I don't know what to do. I want to help, but, you know, I'm not an attorney. I don't know what to do. Anything. Mm-hmm. Anything. Support my Substack to support Truth Social. Support Joshua Reed and the, and the Red Pill. Support all of these Get your butt up. You don't have money? Volunteer. You don't have time to volunteer? You don't have money? Share the information. Get on Facebook. Get on Twitter. Get on True Social, for God's sakes. Get off of Twitter. Get off Facebook. Get on True Social. At Tom Renz. Join me, brother. Uh, You know, we have got to take the... I'm a nobody. A little nobody from Ohio. I'm fighting like hell. And you know what? I've had an impact. Praise God. All glory to him. It's the only reason I've had any impact. But I've had a little bit of an impact. And the reason is that God's blessed me because I was willing to fight. What's it going to take? What's it going to take for you to look around and say, you know what? Our nation's going to hell. They're trying to tell my my nine-year-old boy that he should wear a dress, and that's fine. (laughs) They're telling him he's a racist. And that he should being a boy is toxic and evil. They're ta- they're they're attacking our kids. They've got porn in school libraries. Then they're surprised when these kids are so screwed up that they they turn mental and end up shooting at people. They don't even though the, even though they're doing all this to destroy these kids and to create these dangerous areas in schools, they still won't secure the schools. We can send forty billion dollars to Ukraine. 40 billion with a B. We could hire an armed veteran security guy in every school in this country for that, pay him a decent wage. And guess what? We could even put those magical little door locks on the school doors. Mm-hmm. I mean, this isn't a complicated thing. You put a guy with a gun inside the school, put a door lock on. If someone starts shooting in, he starts shooting out. Guess who wins? You know, this isn't overly complicated. You know, you don't tell the guys that, that are, that, that, I mean, what, we want to count on the police to hurry and get in there. God bless the police. I love the police, but look, but they failed on this one. They failed on this one because their commander failed. Apparently I, I don't want to ju- pass judgment on the officers because God bless them for having the courage. I was a fireman and uh, I'll tell you sometimes, sometimes things like that happen. Everybody has, but I mean, we, you, well, you're going to not arm the parents, not arm the people, not, you should have had armed teachers. That would have took care of it real quick. But, you know, so our families are under attack. 
Second Amendment's under attack. The only reason we're still sort of free is because we got enough guns that they can't force us into anything. That's it. That's the reality. And you guys can sit on your wussy butts and say, oh, we're too far too civilized for that. Um, We're worried about practicing kindness. Let me tell you what, the guys that are killing you with death jabs and want to poison your children with these, the guys that are watching our soldiers die, the guys that are facilitating these mental health crises, do you think they give a darn about peace and kindness? Hmm. Heck no. They're trying to kill your families. They're trying to fight you. They're trying to destroy your freedom and enslave you. You got to stand. When are you going to stand? When are you going to get off your butt and do anything? That's what I want to know. Well, you know, well said, Tom. And, and this is one thing that we talk about a lot here. We talk about the Constitution. We talk about the Founding Fathers. We talk about the Federalist Papers. We talk about the way that the Founding Fathers envisioned what the future would be like and how they devised the Constitution around a lot of this. And you're right. The one reason that we still have this resemblance of freedom today is because we have more guns in this country than people. We have more bullets in this country than people. I was saying it last night. We don't have a gun problem in this country. If we did, you'd be seeing mass shootings all over the place because there's three guns for every citizen. The problem in this country is a mental health problem. And then there's another aspect of this is radicalization, the radicalization of the left, the radicalization of the right. Intentional. Intentional. Absolutely. 100% intentional radicalization. I had an article sent to me um, yesterday about a schizophrenic 18-year-old in Florida who uh, who had the FBI online and they were radicalizing him as a three percenter to go do a mass shooting. And his parents caught it all and called it out and went to the authorities. The authorities did nothing. She went to the news and they finally picked it up. And this was the FBI radicalizing this kid. I would uh, love to get that article. And I'll I'd send love it over. to talk to those people because I'll tell you what, th- these corrupt scumbags in our federal government, Man, I'm I'm ready to go to uh, go to battle with them in the courts like you can't believe. This is absolute garbage. And did you see California? Did you see California? Of all things, right now California wants to pass a law so you don't have to uh, report when someone's when a kid's making threats. Right. Right. That's a great idea. Well, it, yeah. More needs to be said. This is intentional. Yeah. They want our kids to get shot. Well, then you add into this, you add into this, the George Soros district attorneys that have been elected, that were paid, elected, false ballots, the George Soros paid and funded, Zuckerberg funded candidates that come in, they come in and immediately start releasing violent criminals from jails. At the same time, the governor and the counties are reducing the budgets on the police force and reducing the manpower on the police force. This is the the prerequisite to a color revolution. Well, listen, I mean, here's the deal. We, the people, get off our butts. That's kind of the theme of this. I mean, listen, we got to hit, we should talk a little bit about, you know, some of these other things because, but boy, you caught me on a fired up night. Yeah. And I'm just on a tirade here. You know, I mean, listen, what do we need? By the way, speaking of one of these other topics, you ready for your next lockdowns? I mean, they've had the tabletop exercise for monkeypox. We already started buying monkeypox vaccines. Uh, you know, we we're seeing mad forced quarantines in some countries. I think that we can head this off if we talk about it enough, but 
do you really, does anybody in this country really thinks that they're going to stop pushing this public health garbage? They're, they're, they're deluding themselves. You know, they're outright telling us, the Davos crew is out there telling us, there was extensive conversations about, you know, implant this, injection that, tracking this, tracking all this stuff. They are going to be pushing this hard over the next 10 years. They want to get in your head. They want to know what you're thinking. They want to know what you're doing. They want to know everything about you because that's how they control you. It's about control. That's where we're going with things. And, you know, we have got to beat this back and beat this back resoundingly or we are in serious trouble, which by the way, isn't going to happen if we don't have free elections. Yep. Which, hey, newsflash, that's not looking too good for 2022 right now. I'm not saying that you won't see the Republicans win, but you'll see the right Republicans win. And if you think that there's not Republicans selling out, you have lost your mind. Republicans, Democrats, it's two sides of the same coin, you know, and there aren't. Why did Donald Trump need to be removed? Why couldn't they have the Donald there? They couldn't buy him. He's got too much money. He didn't care. He couldn't be controlled. He was an aberration. He was a real problem for their plans. You can't have that. So, you know, let's look at Georgia. The wonderful job Kemp and Raffensperger are doing, they both won again? Really? Massively won. I mean, you really, does anybody really believe that the people of Georgia like those two buffoons? Nope. I mean... You know, it just so happens that I got some people down in Georgia. Uh, One of my attorneys that works with me is in Georgia. Don't sound to me like they should have been winning by much. Yep. uh, From from what I'm seeing. Actually, I'm going to be in Georgia, I think, this weekend. I'm going to be interested. I'm going to ask people. I say, hey, how many of you were excited about Kemp and Raffensperger winning again? Because I'm curious. I want to know. Were these fair? And that's what I want to know. Does anybody expect that? I can't tell you, you people have got to be, we've got to have people at every poll 24 seven day and night with inside. If it's once they're closed, we need to have a new group of people standing outside for 24, uh, the full 24 hours. If someone goes in there while it's closed, take videos, show that they're going in there and doing something they shouldn't be doing. Cause there is no reason for anyone to be anywhere near any ballots. That's not when it's not supervised. There is no reason. No one should be bringing them in in the middle of the night. There should be no shadiness. It needs to be monitored and above board. And, you know, unless we take steps, there's going to be problems. So, I mean, we've got to fix elections. We've got to fix the COVID fraud, the public health crisis that they're manufacturing so that they can force this. I mean, that's the foundation of all of this, because if you control health, you control everything. Uh, the, The culture war on our kids, our families, Man, we got a lot of fighting to do. 100%, we do. And, you know, 2,000 Mules just came out. I know you know this. I know there's legal ramifications of what's happening. That True the Vote is uh, is doing a lot of good work. They're out there fighting for us. Um, you know, we had the hints before the Georgia primary. You know, the Virginia election, the, the New Jersey election, the recall of Newsom in California. All of these were seemingly stolen virginia i think they just didn't calculate correctly and he squeezed through but new jersey was definitely stolen from um 
I forgot his name there, but uh, and then Newsom absolutely did not win this. Trudeau, no. um, Italy is is I think it's Italy right now is or yeah, it's Italy is investigating massive rampant voter fraud in their country. Germany's. Uh, looking at massive voter fraud. This is happening globally. It's happening everywhere. And the establishment people are being put into place. They are being chosen because they sell out or they're coerced or they have the blackmail and they can be controlled. And this is what I've been saying about 2022 as well. I hope that we have a red wave. I hope that American first candidates get in there. But I guarantee that most likely what you're going to see is not what you expect. It's going to be a repeat of November 2020. Well, remember, they only need to have enough senators to make sure that there's no, uh, you know, no sort of a veto uh, ability to override a veto. Yep. And ideally, they only need to have 51. Yep. I mean, you know, it just it, it's 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 garbage. And these Republican pieces of trash that are acting like they're on our side, but not doing anything. I mean, listen, I. I can deal with my enemies. What I don't like is the friends who stab you in the back. Right. And that's where we're at with a lot of these scumbags. These people, you know, they're out there. They're trying to act like they're on our side. But what are they doing for us? McConnell's out there talking about possible concessions on firearms. Let me tell you what concession you can have on my guns. You try and come and get them and I'll give you the bullet end. I mean, it's just garbage. It's garbage. You're not taking my guns. There are no concessions. The Second Amendment protects the first, the third, the fourth, all the way through the rest. The Second Amendment is the foundation. You're not getting my guns. To quote a brilliant man, you'll pry it out of my cold, dead hand. So, you know, I don't know what concessions Mitch is talking about, but, you know, we've got plenty of laws on the book. By the way, I, so, I mean, Josh, you know, you know this, right? So I'm an attorney, right? Right. So I did some real, some hardcore analysis here. And I want to share this with everybody just in case, you know, because, you know, this is pretty, the law can be intimidating, right? So I I did some analysis here. And do you know what that guy, that guy in Uvalde, Mm -hmm. that that, that poor kid that had the the mental illness that, that, you know, that they ended up, did you know, I don't know if you're aware of this. There's a law against shooting kids. That guy broke the law. I, I mean, so I I don't know if they think that the gun control law, maybe getting rid of the, you know, this, that, or the other type of gun. You know, this guy didn't mind breaking the law and going and shooting a bunch of little kids. Right. Let's pass gun control, because I'm sure that a guy like that's going to care about breaking the law. He's going in to do a mass shooting. Do you really think this guy gives a crap about gun control laws? Really? Exactly. I mean, this is just, it's inane. It's just stupid. The guy, newsflash, everything he did was illegal. So what are you doing by with gun control? And, you know, P.S., if more people would have had guns in that school, he wouldn't have got so far. Yep. Why aren't the teachers armed? Or at least having armed guards in there. I mean, when you put up the sign that says this is a gun-free zone, I'm pretty sure that that means he wasn't supposed to have a gun there, wasn't? Yeah, along with not supposed to shoot at people. So if it's a gun-free zone, what you don't have to worry about him shooting anybody. You don't need gun control. Let's just put gun-free zones up. Yeah, I think we should hang gun-free zone signs in Chicago. They had 40 shootings last week, yep. despite all of their great, uh, you know, super harsh gun control laws there. 
I mean, it's working so well. We need more gun-free zones, and yeah, it's just unbelievable. I I get stupider when the left talks. Every time they speak, you know the great line from Billy Madison where he says, you know, uh, we are all stupider for for having heard what you just right. said, and you know, may God rest. I I can't remember the exact quote. It's been years, but every time they talk, that runs through my head. You know, it's just like you people. It's bad enough that you're cowards. It's bad enough that you'd sell our freedom, but you're, you're, you're spineless cowards who are also stupider than a brick. Yeah. You hurt my head. So I, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I am on an absolute tirade tonight, but, uh, well, no, I, you're right too. And you know, I'll, I'll add some fuel to your fire. No, there was one thing that I was talking about a few months ago that passed with, I believe it was the, uh, was it the infrastructure bill or was it the uh, uh, the first Ukraine bill? But it was a change to the gun law. And it was the, the, the WAVA um, Act from 2019 that they brought back and they put a little provision in there. And the provision basically states this, is that if you go to purchase a firearm and you get a denial on your application... Originally, if that happens, you wait, like uh, I think it's like seven days, and you can go, you can figure it out, and you can go do it again. Now what they just made law three months ago, passed by Congress, Senate, Republicans all joined in, only seven Republicans said no, Joe Biden said it, signed it in office, is that when that denial comes in, and Gun Owners of America, by the way, came out and said that 90, or what is it, 27% of all applications are denied, and 99% of them are false positives. Okay, so that's a broken right there in the system alone. Yeah. Now when it's denied, it gets sent to the ATF who sends it to local law enforcement and local attorneys and they begin an investigation into that person, including in-person interviews with the people to determine why they got denied and why they're trying to purchase a firearm. That was in that last bill that was just passed. And this is what they're doing. This is an extension of the red flag gun laws that they are trying to implement at the state level and the federal level. And this is what the Republicans are trying to give concessions on and allowing them to basically pass these red flag gun laws. And, and I, like, I, I put it together. I'm one of those minds that kind of looks at everything. And I don't know if you saw the Brennan uh, Justice Institute. This is John Brennan's Institute. Just reviewed a whole bunch of the Presidential Emergency Active Directives, the PEDS. These yeah. are classified presidential uh, directives. And uh, one of them is known as Directive 51. It's now Directive 63 after Bush. But this gives the president the ability to suspend hapis corpus, to go in and uh, start detaining people that he believes will be a threat to the country in the advent of a national crisis or a national emergency that does not even have to be geolocated here in the United States. It just has to threaten the economy, infrastructure, or the people. Now, isn't that what we're having coming up right now? We're moving towards right now as one of those crises where well, Joe Biden can implement this? Well, listen, I mean, they've been overusing the emergency powers since COVID started. Yeah. Right. This is completely unconstitutional. And yet our courts are too busy with their hand, fingers up their rears trying to figure out, you know, how to be reasonable and look look uh, judicial to, to understand what's happening. They are laughing at our at our judiciary right now our judiciary is losing its credibility on a scale like you cannot believe because the judiciary is used to dealing with things moving this far 
they've moved them this far. Yep. The American people realize it, but the judiciary is having a hard time recognizing that their buddies, you know, their their country club buddies, the senator, the congressman that uh, you know they golf with on the weekend, they're not your friend. They're screwing our country, and your job is not to go to dinner parties and to you know to enjoy the enjoy these uh, these nice things. Your job is to to ensure that our constitution is interpreted in a way that is conducive to to following the law as it was intended. You know, I mean, not not some garbage. You know, this is unbelievable. Every branch of our government is weak right now. Now, I'm praying that we can get through in the judiciary. I got a couple great, great cases coming up. Um, we're we're going to be in the Sixth Circuit coming up, and we got one that's going to be we're going to be uh, petitioning the Supreme Court on here coming up. And uh, we'll we'll see what happens. You know, I don't know, but you know, the the judiciary has lost sight of the fact that. The entire role of our, the entire purpose of our constitution was to limit government power. Mm-hmm. And right now, all they do is continue to try and find ways to expand it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that's, that's a serious issue. We got some real work to do, but let's not forget where the issue starts. They've taken control of our law schools many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. The law schools are a cesspool. There's a couple decent ones. But the law schools are by and large a cesspool, much like the rest of anything else college related. So, you know, <laughs> if the lawyers aren't there to defend the Constitution, if the judges don't care about the Constitution, boy, you're in a bad spot. Yeah, and this country is in an incredibly bad spot. I mean, with everything that's pending, that's coming, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Um, when we look at the situation, the question is, is even if we drain the swamp, even if we got rid of the criminals, the system itself has been manipulated and broken over the last century. I mean, it, going back to the original understandings of the Constitution and what the founding fathers envisioned for America, what the Constitution represents, the Constitution has had a century of attacks on it and laws put in place into the U.S. Code that undermine it. You know, how do we reverse all this? How do we get our country back? Do we have to tear it all down to the ground and start over? Like Thomas Jefferson said, is the tree of liberty should be refreshed from time to time in the blood of the patriots and the blood of tyrants? Or, or do we, we try to work with what we have and try to repair this? You know, I pray that we don't end up seeing violence on it. I do. I mean, I you do. know, it seems as though the other side is pushing for violence. You know, we hear rumors, um, if you sit in my seat, you get, you know, it's crazy because, you know, I'm a nobody, but God's really blessed me with some amazing friends and contacts and people that I talk to. There's a lot of rumors about, you know, pushing for civil war and pushing for violence and this, that, and the other. And I, you know, I, my response is always the same. Mahatma Gandhi, Jesus Christ, Martin Luther King, we've got role models to win this peacefully. Yep. We just got to do it. We got to have the courage to have courage. We got to have the courage to take a stand, and you know that—that's that. I—I don't—I don't think anybody wants to see violence. Uh, the problem is—is the inaction, right? We've got to have people taking action. We've got to have people taking a stand. I want to know what you're going to do this election season to ensure that you're having a fair election. Don't tell me you can't figure it out. 
figure something out, look it up, find something. You know, I, everybody says, well, Rams, what should I do? I don't care what you do. Find something. No one tells me what to do every day. I mean, I wake up in the morning. I say, God, what should I do? And then I start trying to figure out ways to fight for freedom. That's what I do, right? Do the same. You know, okay, I can't spend all day every day doing it. You know, God blessed me to have an opportunity where I do spend all day every day doing it. Yeah. But maybe you don't have that. All right. So I'm going to go to work. What am I going to do when I get done? What am I going to do after that nine to five? What am I going to do after I get off the line or off the site, job site or whatever? You know, what am I going to do then? That's what you got to be asking. And for God's sakes, God gave everybody something. You got something you can do something with. I don't care what it is. Just find a way to do it. And uh, because you know what? Now is the time. I mean, if there's ever been a time to stand for freedom, it's now because there is a literal war against freedom. They're telling us. If you listen to the people in Davos, they are telling you what they're doing. Yuval Noah Harari, Klaus Schwab's quote-unquote scientific advisor, which is ironic given that he's a history professor rather than a scientist, but, you know, who cares? Mm -hmm. Yuval Noah Harari is out preaching their gospel about enslaving mankind. I just heard a whole series of quotes from this guy. Basically, he loves slavery. I mean, he loves Nazis. He loves slavery. The guy is just absolutely sick in the head. He literally said Joseph Goebbels really understood things. Uh, he, he, you know, he literally, I've got a clip. I did it. It's in my sub stack. I wrote about it, uh, you know, where he, uh, you can look at the clip, you know, and he's talking about it. You know, the Nazis didn't have this power. The KGB didn't have this power, but we do. You know, it's like, really? That's mm-hmm. what you go to for a comparison? That's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with evil on a level that's hard to comprehend. And but for them telling us, I wouldn't believe it because it's insane. It's literally insane, but it's reality. That's what we're fighting against. And if you're going to sit sit on your hands and just say, well, you know, it's not bothering me. Well, guess what? It takes a while for it to get to the point that it starts bothering you in your day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. But by the time it gets there, it's probably too late for you to do anything about it. Okay. Because by the time it gets to you, by the time it gets to me, by the kind of time it gets to regular people, that means everybody else has already bought in. All the people in charge have bought in, and it's far too late to change it. You have to act now. And, you know, nobody wanted to believe when Hitler was rising to power what they were supporting or what they were seeing. Nobody, the Germans, the, you know, the, the people in, in that part of Europe, you know, they saw this guy rising. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to believe that this was a sick monster that was going to go in, in, in a very industrial way, just make a, make a, I guess, a, an industry of killing people. Nobody wanted to believe that. Right up till the time that some of the Jewish people were getting on boxcars, they're saying, if we just go along, if we just go along with it, you know, we'll, we'll get through this. We'll just go along with, you know, we'll get through this. You know, right up to the point that they were putting incinerators and burned alive. What do you have to, I mean, listen, what's the difference? The, 
Hitler, Hitler was the most, one of the most evil creatures in human history. And now we've got people who are promoting his concepts. Mm -hmm. We've got global leaders. We've got a guy who has had praise from Obama, praise from Biden, praise from Klaus Schwab, praise from Merkel, praise from Macron, you know, spending time with these people who is promoting that monster, that monster. We're okay with this bigoted, racist piece of garbage. We're okay with people associating with them. I mean, I, I just, that's what we're fighting, ladies and gents. And that's why, that's why I get fired up. Well, I'm right there with you. And, you know, the, the World Economic Forum, they have been at the forefront. Uh, before it was the World Economic Forum, a lot of these guys were known as the Bilderberg Group. They met in private, and this evolved into this public aspect because they were taking it public. They were taking the New World Order public. And you're right, uh, Noah Harari is one evil SOB, and so is Klaus Schwab and everybody who supports him. And uh, we're seeing an orchestrated, uh, orchestrated agenda to bring about a techno-fascist, totalitarian world government that is controlled by multinationalists who are not voted into office, but instead are handpicked and selected by a group of elites, and that everything that we do is going to be tracked, it's going to be tagged, it's going to have ultimate transparency from government upon it, they can shut off your bank accounts, they can shut you out of a house that you no longer own, they can shut you out of a car you can you no longer own, uh, you won't own property, they're going to do everything in their power to make sure that people are chattel and slaves. And you're right, if we don't stand up, if we don't rise up, if we don't speak up and get on that soapbox and scream to the world, inform the world, share this type of content, support what you're doing, support what I'm doing, is that this is going to fall to the wayside, that America is going to fall. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, if people do nothing. You know, all it takes for good men, to, for evil to triumph is good men to do nothing. That's it. And, uh, you know, I've failed my kids. My kids are 9 and 12. I've failed them. I'm 45 years old. I spent the, a better part of my life sitting on my butt watching our freedoms get eroded. Mm -hmm. And I didn't do a darn thing about it. I now got to look at my boys and, and say, God, I pray to God they don't grow up in a civil war. I pray to God that they don't grow up and have someone try and poison them. I pray to God they can find a girl that's not a GMO to marry. And, you know, to be, because, you know, we're trying to do G GMOs to turn people into GMOs. Um, you know, I pray to God that my kids can, can have a future and, and have grandbabies for me and, and all these things that, that, you know, because I'm a normal guy and the, those family things, those are meaningful to me. And I don't care how you live your life, but that's how we live ours. And I'm willing to defend how I live mine. Yeah, I agree. You know, and I think that there's a lot of other people that like and appreciate that sort of thing. And I'm, I'm praying that they help me to defend it because it's for all of us. It's for all of our kids. You know, if my kid grows up and he goes a different route than me, that's okay. As long as it's his choice, as long as he had the freedom to do it, he wasn't manipulated or forced that I'm not okay with. My kid will be who he is. I'll love him no matter what. I'll support him no matter what. As long as, you know, I mean, I'm going to support his being a good moral person. I'm not going to support his actions if he turns into a butthole. 
but you know, uh, I'll still love them. Never going to reject my children. I would do nothing could happen, but the thing is, is I want them to have the opportunity to be who they are. I'm trying to teach them what I think is right and wrong the best way that I can. They're going to grow up. I want them to have that freedom. And I don't like looking at my boys knowing that because my generation just sat on its hands, look where we're at now. Yep. I, I, I feel you. I'm, I'm 40. I got two children. Uh, I served 10 years in the United States military. I got out because your service. I appreciate that. I got out because at 10 years, because Barack Obama had just came in because I was working in Washington, D.C. at the Washington Navy Yard as a military police officer doing uh, private security for congressmen and senators. And you see it behind the scenes. You, you go to you know the Senate, uh, a Senate trial with one of the generals, and you're working security for them. And you just see what's happening behind the scenes. You see how these military brass work for defense contractors. They don't work for the Constitution, United States military. They work for defense contractors. They're there to get them money so they can have a sweet job when they get out. And you see these congressmen getting kickbacks to all of this. You see Barack Obama come in, and the, the place went from like, uh, it, it went from a conservative, good place, George Bush, not that he was the best president in the world. I, I dislike the guy. I dislike a lot of things that he did. But the moment Obama came in, you could smell the shit in Washington, D.C., quite literally. It was bad. It was incredibly bad. Crime rates increased almost 28% in the District of Columbia just when he came in the office. And I don't know if it had something to do with uh, the culture or the race wars going on with uh, during that time, but it was a very dangerous place politically as well. We had a um, I was I was one of the first nine eleven investigators, so well, in the, like the the whole fringe communities, and so I was active duty military investigating September eleventh and everything that happened, and uh, I was a member of the then formed Oath Keepers two thousand eight original Oath Keepers with Stewart and all those guys. And uh, we we had a few meetings that were going to bring some people in to talk and do a public disclosure on September 11th. One of them was a FEMA camera guy who is on site September 10th, 2001. And he's the one that took all the pictures of September 11th. And another one was the three-star general in control of all airspace over Washington, D.C., who is then retired. Uh, the, the next day, we were... We had a whole bunch of people contacting these people. They're in communication with the general. The photographer had exiled to Portugal because his daughter was killed and they blamed it on him because he was the one that showed the pictures of the safes open. He was the one that showed the pictures of the, the 767's engines still intact. He's the one that actually took a picture of the passport that didn't make sense to him. Um, but the three-star general, he died in the D.C. Metro crash. Now, it was interesting that I was working that day, and we got a bolo, be on the lookout. I went and looked at the bolo on the day of the Metro crash, and a guy with a Defense Protective Agency badge showed up on the scene before first responders, and he was sifting through the, the rubble, and they, um, they confronted him, asked him who he was. He shows his badge. No, they said we need credentials. Never gave credentials. They arrested him. They took him to a police station where a th- uh, three-star general came in and <clears throat> immediately had him released. And both men were not who they said they were, and both men disappeared. Which, to me, that's an intelligence hit. And so this was 2009 that this happened, and I got out not even a year later because I just saw that 
you know, it's a dangerous place to be talking about this stuff. It's a dangerous place to be associated with the Oath Keepers. They started getting radicalized real bad in the Virginia area during that time. I left them, but uh, it, it was a crazy time then. And now, I mean, oh my goodness, this is this is nuts. I never thought it would get this far without people doing something. Well, you know, there, there's a lot of us that are doing so, something. And I, uh, I think there's a lot more, uh, you know, as, as fired up as I get, uh, I'm encouraged. I think a lot of people are waking up and a lot more will continue. One of the things that we really got going for us is I think th- this is my analysis. So like I said, I differentiate between my opinions and what I can prove. This mm-hmm. is my opinion, my, my analysis. I believe that for the jabs, to, to have worked the way that they wanted to. They need to get to 90, 95% jab. And the reason I think that is, you know, these jabs are a disaster. If you get to 90 to 95% and everybody's got these same new symptoms popping up, you blame it on a new variant, you blame it on long COVID, you blame it on a new disease, you blame it on a lot of things. The problem is, is if you get to, if you get to, you know, you don't get to that 90, 95%. CDC says we're at about 70%. I don't believe it's that high. I'd say it's closer to 50, but let's say it's 70%. That means you got three out of 10. That means you got what you got now, which is, you know, you mentioned at the beginning of this about family members who've had reactions to this jab. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? I'm guessing you're not jabbed. Oh God, no. You dying? Nope. You sick? Nope. My guess is you're not having COVID every five minutes. Nope. So, you know, here's the problem. You're the control group for everyone in your family. They can say, oh, they're safe. They're effective. Well, hey, why is it that I haven't been sick and you're having lung, lung issues, blood clots, and heart attacks five minutes later? Why is that? Yeah. Right? So, so when you only have, yeah, let's say 70%, well, guess what? That means you've got a solid 30% who, first of all, know better. And by the way, if you've held out this long, you aren't getting the shot. There's nothing they can do to make you get this shot. If you've held out this long, you're awake, right? So if you've held out this long, you're probably awake. And uh, you're just not going to do it. So now you've got 30% of the people. And guess what? Most of them are probably pretty uh, individually liberty-minded. Uh, you know, which means that they're, they're the people who got the guns, the people who will stand for freedom, and they're all still healthy. Meanwhile, you've eliminated all the sheep. I mean, you know, the people dying are the sheep. They're the ones that would follow. And I, I want to make real clear when I say that. It breaks my heart. I don't want one person to die. I don't want one person to be sick. But, you know, there's a reality. The sad, sad truth is, is that they're damaging their people first because their people were dumb enough to trust these monsters. And, uh, you know, now as they continue to watch, I mean, listen, what, our our media presence is going to decrease? No, we're growing leaps and bounds. Our side is growing constantly. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's just more and more people are going to see it and hear the message and, and it's going to continue to grow. And, uh, 
you know, it's at some point accountability comes in. So, you know, that's why there's a race right now. You know, there's a race. They're trying to do whatever they can because they're concerned. Um, but I think we're going to win this. I think we're winning it long term. But the question is, how long we got to drag this out? Right. And why aren't more people fighting now? It's not enough to be awake. And I'll tell you, this bothers me. When I get someone that'll hit, hit me on truth or wherever, and they'll say, well, don't worry about it. It's just, just the sheep that are dying. That's garbage. Yeah. That's garbage. That makes you no better than the other side. Agreed. I may not like that liberal toad over there, but guess what? I don't wish them dead. And I will fight to preserve their life, even if they don't appreciate it, because that's the right thing to do. And we don't win. We don't defeat evil with evil. We defeat it with good. Yep. Dark delight, man. And, uh, you know, I, I think that we, the people, America, you're right with your, your analysis there that, you know, the people that aren't jabbed are the ones who are awake, are the ones who are never going to take it, are the ones that are most likely armed. And I think that what we're seeing is I think that everybody has set in their mind. November 2022. I, I, I honestly think that this is the precipice moment is if the American first candidates get in, everybody's going to cheer and uproar and hopefully that justice comes. And when it doesn't happen, I think then there is going to be some um, some problems for the globalists, for the deep state, for the corruption, for the politicians, um, especially with what we know comes after that. The introduction to ISO 221, the the collapse of the dollar being planned January 2023, the implementation of blockchain, USDC, central bank digital currencies, all this stuff coming about. I, I think people are going to start coming to that precipice moment and organizing and formulating organizations and nonviolent civil disobedience and really pushing back against the government and politicians and calling for accountability. And if they don't have the accountability, well, then we take it to the next level. Yeah, no, I agree with you. 2022 is a watershed moment. And uh, more importantly than that is what do we do right after it? Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, you know, it's a shame to me that we aren't going to get rid of people like Mitch McConnell. Um, He's had his chance and I, I, you know, he's just not, he's failed miserably miserably um you know these guys you know well we just got to get elected well why 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 do you want me to vote republican i want to know what you're going to do because you know what i hear vote republican why well because we're not democrats that's not well i suppose maybe some of you act like it mitt romney anybody uh, Liz Cheney, I think she's still got an R behind her name, kind of. Um, it's written backwards and in crayon, but it's there. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I just, when Donald Trump got elected, we had con- majority control of both the House and the Senate and a Republican president who wanted to repeal Obamacare. Mm-hmm. Do you realize that with the repeal of Obamacare, none of what's happening would have happened? This was only able to occur because of electronic medical records and the consolidation of the healthcare systems. That's it. So, you know, I, I just, that's what's going on here. We could, that could have saved it. 
But yeah. the Republicans wouldn't do it because they weren't Republicans. They were rhinos. They were self. Uh, they, they were self over people. You know, they didn't worry about the people of this country. They worried about themselves, and and that's just where it is. Uh, so you know, we've got to make some changes. We got to have some accountability. We got to force this. And you know what I want? I want truck drivers to run for Congress. I want people who work on a job site, construction site, to run for Congress. I want real people. I want someone who went, who goes to church every Sunday and works on a construction site. That's who I want to vote for. Yep. I want to vote for real people. Now, listen, I don't care if you're wealthy and, you know, and by the way, let me make this clear. I want real people, but I don't want you to do a half-assed job. Okay. Um, so don't, do this, do it half-heartedly and then be surprised if I don't support you because you're, you know, just being a farmer, a construction worker, a truck driver is not enough. You got to be someone who cares enough to do it well, to get yourself educated, to run your campaign, to manage your, what you're doing. You know, I don't expect you to be something that you're not, but if you don't care enough to do that, then why do I think you're going to care to do your job? Mm. I want, I want, but I, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for regular guys who are going to run and who are going to run based on doing the right thing. You know, just doing the right thing. They're going to put bust their butts. They're going to learn what to do and they're going to do it the best they can. You know, just honest people, decent people, people who, who care about our country. Yep. Those are the people I want to see in, in office this year. Agreed. 100%. Uh, you know, Good American, wholesome people, people who believe in the Constitution. Uh, Tom, thank you so much for joining me tonight, my friend. Uh, this was an amazing conversation. You gave us a lot of information. I appreciate your passion for this because we need people like you. We need more people like you spreading this information, getting this information, talking to people, and waking people up. So just the utmost gratitude and appreciation for you, and I hope that you come on back on soon. That's mutual. I appreciate you fighting this fight. Um, you know, hey, support me, Rens-Law.com. I need your help. True Social at Tom Renz. Uh, join the Substack. Give, send, go, whatever. Just help. Help however you can. Absolutely. And spread this show. But, you know, I appreciate it, Josh. You know, I got some big news coming up, so we'll probably need to come back and chat here pretty soon. All right. Looking forward to it, Tom. Thank you so much. Guys, we'll be right back in just one minute with the news and the events of the day. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. And we are back. I got Vince Tagliavia here. That was uh, attorney Tom Rents there. What an amazing human being. What a great patriot. Awesome human being. Um, I've had a few different conversations with him. Um, and, and he's, he's, he's really cool too. Cause we, in Dallas, we talked aliens. 
And he goes, oh, I want to no come way. on your show and talk aliens. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to have him back on. Maybe we'll get him to, to open up a little bit in, in, in such a non-serious manner because, you know, a lot of the topics that he's talking about are very serious and they're very emotional and it does affect us in a great deal. And so... Uh, let's jump into the uh, the news and the events of the day. We got a lot of news and events. I don't know if we're going to get to it all. That's okay. We'll save some for tomorrow. But uh, Vince, how you doing, man? Oh man, I'm doing good. Thank you. That's good. Um, I was just listening <clears throat> to the show. Man, do I want to get up <clears throat> and do stuff now? Right. More highly motivated. Highly. More stuff. Yep, that's right. But. You know, yesterday we were talking about Sussman, and I don't remember if I went over this, but there was a post that someone posted on the social red pill. I saw it. It was from Truth Social from the Positive Patriot. And this made a lot of sense. If Sussman was convicted of lying to the FBI as a civilian, it would exonerate HRC and the FBI, right? Their crimes would be, oh, well, Sussman lied. He's been convicted. They are letting Sussman walk to indict the entire organization, including Sussman, Sussman on RICO charges. Have to charge him with something small to get the evidence admitted and verified by witnesses. How do you enter evidence? Right? How do you enter evidence legally? Right. Deals are being made behind closed doors. Sussman would give it a light sentence in a big case. He didn't lie to the FBI. The FBI is complicit in the whole stage op. That's why he was able to bill HRC for taking them, uh, for talking to them. If he wasn't paid, then it's his ass on the line and is guilty of defrauding the FBI. These are bad actors, and the ones who tried to set up the FBI will hang for sedition. Barr just announced, uh, Bill Barr the other night just announced that the other day that the case reveals HRC is guilty of sedition. Do you yeah. know how serious this is? If they slap Sussman on the wrist for lying to the FBI, the whole thing blows up and HRC has plausible deniability. How was I supposed to know he, uh, he was going to lie? I was paying my lawyers to represent me. Exactly. And so this kind of brings about a nice little twist and it kind of goes back to uh, how do you enter evidence legally? And they just did. And Durham just did. So I, I have um, I have some faith in John Durham, even though we talk about it in, in multiple different scenarios. But I have faith in John Durham, and I hope that justice does come about. But we know that if that stuff starts to come about, that things are going to take a turn for the worst in a lot of other places. Because, you know, the, uh, the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp case just happened to abruptly end today, one day after the Sussman announcement. Did you notice that? Oh, snap. I didn't really put two and two together, but yeah. Dude, it was totally a distraction. Yeah, absolutely. Now, God. Janet Yellen, the Secretary of Treasury, came out and uh, admitted in an interview with CNN that I think I was wrong and didn't fully understand inflation. This is the Secretary of Treasury, the former director or f- former chairman of the Federal Reserve, who didn't yeah. understand inflation. We could have told her that. We did tell her that. Dumbass. We did tell her that. And see, the thing is, is she did understand it. But this is not, their objective is to look dumb, to be humiliated. Oh, oh my God. You know, we thought it was transient. We didn't know it was uh, caused by all the printing of the money that we did. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we'll just print some money and solve this problem. Um, This is manufactured chaos. This is a systematic infiltration of this country. Tom Rents was just saying it. They're going to continue to do this. They're going to try to take our guns. That is what is on the bill next, to take our guns. Jamie Dimon, 
This is the CEO and chairman of the board of Chase. Chase, uh, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase. Yeah. He came out and said today, brace yourself for the economic hurricane that is about to come. Wow. But that's not a warning. I don't know what it is, everybody. He said, J.P. Morgan is bracing ourselves and we're going to be very conservative with our balance sheet. Of course they are. Uh, the central bank of Azerbaijan switches to the interbank system to ISO 222. Countries are already beginning to switch over to ISO 222, as we discussed. Uh, if you're in my crypto mastermind, you know all about ISO 222. It was last Sunday's uh, um, whole session. It was on ISO 222, what it means, what it is. So if you guys are interested in learning more about that, I recommend you go and check that video out. Join the Crypto Mastermind, check that out. But the Central Bank of Azerbaijan, I love that word. It's such a beautiful word, Azerbaijan. But yeah. And it's a beautiful country too. But the Central Bank there has switched over to ISO, which you're going to see a lot of these other no-named, you know, like kind of third-world countries start switching over to ISO. That means that they're, they can be, begin accepting cryptocurrencies sw- through their interbanking system. Important. The, the Federal Reserve had downgraded the U.S. economy as growth slows in Beige Book Report. That's not good. That's called recession. Yep. Heading that way. Well, we're looking uh, to save some time here, so I'm going to skip over the, the nonsense. The yeah, green... yeah, skip over the – there's a lot. Yeah, and, um, there is a lot. We have a bunch of donations as well. Okay, let me, let, I'm going to touch on that in just one second. Let me get through this. Yeah. One. The Green World Order, efforts to seize the use of crude oil could be the greatest threat to civilization's 8 billion people. This is a great article. The rise of the Green World Order that would be addressed in Stockholm 50 uh, plus 50 needs to address the impact of the world's 8 billion residents in a future world without fossil fuels as efforts cease to use the crude oil could be the greatest threat to civilization's 8 billion and result in billions, not millions, of fatalities from diseases, malnutrition, and weather-related deaths trying to live without fossil fuels that are benefiting society. Uh, and this is the truth, is that we're already starting to see this, with the, the talk of the rolling blackouts. This comes because of green initiatives and the implementation of wind and solar power and the cutting back on oil and gas. This isn't because there's not enough electricity. It's because they don't have the resources to produce it because they started switching out regular fossil fuel energy with green energy, and it's not sustainable, and it's not uh, sufficient enough to actually support the grid. And we're yeah. going to have some big problems coming forth. now. And they you, know it. Yeah, and you know that. Go ahead. Go ahead sorry. One of these European countries, I think it was uh, <clears throat> the UK or Germany or something, um, they are keeping their coal plants, or they're talking about keeping all their coal plants up and running with just by ordering just enough coal to keep them going instead of shutting them all down because they know this reality that you're just talking about. Mm. They can't shut that all down. They'll screw themselves, and they won't be able to start back up. They'll collapse completely. Yep. So they have to keep the real energy on the back burner for when they pick stuff back up and they destroy everything. Uh, anyway. You're absolutely right. And so – we're about to see a massive energy crisis be played out on this planet. Now, what's interesting is the uh, the Buffalo cop that died in the Buffalo shooting. I saw some of his videos today. He had developed a 
car that ran completely on water utilizing um, hydrogen gas. Wow. And he had a very popular YouTube channel that was teaching people all about this. And he's dead now. Just think about that for a minute. Um, Because you can also turn that hydrogen fuel into an electric generator. And the only thing that you need to produce electricity is water. You could probably scale that concept to something massive. You can. We actually posted it on the social red pill, all that information. Uh, Yay has donated one diamond. Thank you so much, Yay. Fluff 421 diamond. Thank you, Fluff. Me, Brenda, gifted a one-month... Venture your camera off. Me, Brenda, gifted a one-month subscription to Laughing in Wonderland. Uh, awesome. So much. Thank you so much, me, Brenda. RPG3573 donated two ice cream. Patriot Bird gifted a can. Tom is a real do- deal, a true frontline soldier. I agree, Patriot Bird. Uh, me, Brenda, donated one diamond. Me, Brenda, gifted a one-month subscription to Arnold Anon. So much. You're awesome, me, Brenda. Thank you so much. Upstate Work donated one diamond. Awesome guest tonight. Thanks for lining him up. No problem. He'll definitely be back. Black Jester 101 donated one ice cream. Yay, donated one ice cream. Thank you so much, all of you guys. Alabama Lady donated one diamond. Will never comply with commie tyrants. I agree with you 100% from my cold, dead hands. I haven't even begun to fight. Alabama Lady donated one diamond. Will never comply with commie tyrants. I just read that one. Two Bits just followed us. Awesome. Welcome, Two Bits. Much appreciated. Welcome to the family. Don't forget to get over to socialredpill.com. Join up, up over there with our community. Yay donated one diamond. Clone Josh. Fill Congress with Jossipedias. I agree. That would be kind of cool. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, Cursive Q is celebrating a two-month subscription streak. Patriotic Pisces donated one Ninja Keating. Thank you so much, Patriotic Pisces. Uh, She also donated three ice cream. Yay donated two lemon. Patriotic Pisces, three ice cream. Yay, two lemon. Alabama Lady, uh, three ice cream. Thank you so much, guys. We had the Battle of the Streams going on. The Battle of the Streams is where you guys help support the Red Pill Project and everything that we do, myself, Vince, and Andrea, and everything that we have going on, and alternative media, and it's also a nice little competition between DLive, Rumble, and Pilled. So you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for all the support. And uh, I, I think we're just going to hold the news off till. I mean, there's really there's a lot of news, but there's nothing like breaking. I'm looking for anything that potentially will be breaking. Um, um, I heard there was a shooting tonight, unfortunately. That was breaking earlier. I did see this. Um, I don't have all the details, but... Uh, it was... This is... Um, who was it? Active shooter. Tulsa Hospital. It was in a Tulsa hospital. Um, Get ready. Yep. This is going to be every day pretty much we're seeing Um, now that the u.s military is actually involved in cyber warfare against russia not only that uh so and i think that these are the ones that are important Uh, dude i think you're absolutely right about what the developments in russia three days ago joe biden's like we're not sending weapons now we're sending missiles and russia is saying you're escalating this shit it's it's escalating. It's coming to the next step. Mm-hmm. It's really progressing quickly. I've been saying it. Ukraine's losing up to 100 soldiers a day. The reason that they're losing up to 100 soldiers a day is because they don't have supplies. They don't have weapons. They can't fight the Russians. But apparently 30,000 Russians have died. Yeah. No. no. The, the Ukrainians well, are getting their asses 
handed to them. The so only Linsky, go he said sixty to hundred of his men are dying a day. Yeah, and they're losing. The hundred people are just leaving. And here's the thing: is how do they not have weapons, guns, missiles? When we're giving it to them, how come they don't have supplies when we're giving eighty billion dollars a month? It's a scam, dude. They're putting it in their pockets, or like you said, I like your theory. They have a private. They're holding the arms for another reason. Yeah, they're gonna have their own rage of terror, and nobody's talking about this. Is you want to know where all the arms and munitions are going that the United States is sending over there? It's going to the private military of the globalists in the New World Order. How else do you think they're going to attack sovereign nations, patriots, who are held up with guns defending their country, and the military won't intervene? Hmm. This is how they do it. Yeah, dude. Um, Tild is asking if we could release... What do they call it? Release the... The Kraken! Release the Kraken! (laughs) The Kraken has been released! Yeah. All right, guys. Sorry Um, about that. You got to remind me. We'll do it once a week. I think once a week we can kind of let it build up. Uh, What else did we have here? We had... um, Russia holds nuclear forces drill as Biden unveils $700 million more in arms for Ukraine. Just yesterday, Russia threatened to wipe out the entire U.S. with just four Satan II missiles in a chilling warning over Ukraine. Do you remember the leaked audio from Lude Media about China? Which, which one? The leaked audio from China. Remind me. Yeah, from China. Remember China oh, was going to invade the United with their States? Government, their government officials. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, within hours of that yet confirmed. So, okay. From the Central Military Committees of China's People Liberation Army, the PLA, in the afternoon of May 30th, 2022, local time, over 10 PLA Navy and military civilian fusion ships, uh, including fishing boats and scientific research ships, conducted a military drill around the Japanese-administrated Okinatori Island, during which tetrapod coastal engineering structures meant to sustain the island's integrity against sea erosion were allegedly damaged by fire from PLA ships. Subsequently, the PLA ships attempted to surround a nearby Japanese civilian fishing vessel, which managed to escape. The PLA ships then left the area before the Japanese defense forces could respond. Now, what I want to point out is 10 People Liberation Army naval ships and military civilian Fusion, okay, including fishing boats and scientific research vessels. Do you remember what I was saying about that audio when we translated it? 347 ships in just the Guangzhou province needed to be retrofitted into military vessels. And now we're seeing Chinese Navy doing drills and exercises with civilian ships. Don't tell me that that stuff was fake or false and not real. It was definitely real. And it's not happening in five years to whoever that fucking moron was on Glenn Beck, the Marine Corps intelligence dude. You fucking no clue what you're talking about. They are preparing now. Now. I wonder if Glenn Beck's aware of that or he's just being polite. No, they use their sources. He's just being polite, but... 
Uh, I, I doubt Glenn Beck is is looking at that. He doesn't really look at things from a militaristic perspective. I do. And when you have audio like that leaked and they're talking in the present tense, not future tense, you can understand that they're doing some very, very crazy shit. And the reason why is because they know that the escalation of NATO and Western forces into Russia is inevitable because the globalists have to stop Russia's incursion and their stopping of the the uh, the global collapse. Russia, I, you know, I, I honestly believe, I, whether I love them or not, I honestly believe that Russia is trying to stop the implementation of the New World Order uh, without losing their sovereignty. They're trying to stop it. I think China is too. But I think that they'll both go to the war over this with the United States and with NATO nations. And I think that if China and Russia did go against the world, it's going to be complete annihilation of both sides. Right. I think it comes down to they're not getting – they're not – It's uh, the point of losing this, at the point at which a country loses this war, meaning one of these big players, they're not going to let that happen because it's kind of like they're damned if they lose. They're damned if they lose a war. And it's like if they're going to go down anyway, they're going to take the whole ship down with them, just like yeah. Hillary. You know, they're not going to let themselves lose the war. They're going to destroy the world before that happens. And I've said this, that there is going to be a series of events in this world that we call the Firestorm event. This concludes with World War Three, And this is the point of vulnerability. This is the the network of chaos that is being organized right now is being perpetuated by less than 3000 people on this planet. And you have to understand and, and this is what I want everybody to understand. Russia, whether you agree with their politics, their country, what they're doing, China, whether you agree with what they're doing, they're both rogue from the globalist. I've shown this, I've proved this over and over and over again. They're rogue from the globalist. What do you think's going to happen when the globalists begin fighting back against them and start a world war? Who do you think the target is going to be of Russia? Who do you think Russia is going to be targeting? They're going to be targeting a, a civilian cities. They're going to be targeting these three thousand people that they know control the world. Good point. That's the. This is the vulnerability. The point of vulnerability. Okay, this is the point that we're waiting for. What they didn't expect was Russia and China, or at least China, to push back. And when you right. tell the country they're going to lose their sovereignty and their people are going to be enslaved to a global oligarchy, you'll do some very rash things. And I think that right now the world is prepping for World War III. I think it's going to break out. There's going to be an incursion. I think the United States is going to be on the wrong side of this war, 100%. And I think that it's going to uh, – it has the potential to be pretty bad. Uh, but I also think that Russia and China during this time, they're going to focus their efforts on taking out these globalists, these people that are financing, these people that are organizing and planning the world order. That's who they're going to target. Yeah. Because you know what? If there was a world war that was that was threatening nuclear armaments, okay, and there was only 3,000 people in the world Okay, and if three thousand people in this world just died, all that world war is averted. Putin would do that in a heartbeat, right? Yeah, I think a lot of people would. I agree. You know, I, I saw a quote from uh, 
from Elon or saw a TikTok from Elon Musk today, and someone was like, Uh-oh. "You know, what's it like being the uh, the wealthiest man in the world with over two hundred and fifty six billion dollar net worth wealth?" And he yeah. goes, "Well, I, I'm not the the wealthiest man in the world." He goes, "I think uh, I think Vladimir Putin's the wealthiest man in the world." And he goes, "Well, why is Vladimir Putin the wealthiest man in the world?" He goes, "Because um, he goes, well, I have two hundred fifty six million dollars, and he bought himself a legion. He has a legion." He has an army. And he's right. Vladimir Putin is incredibly wealthy. And he's got himself an army. Millions of people. He's got himself nukes. <laughs> That's the most powerful man in the world. Oh, shit, dude. And, and I think Elon... This, this I think this was yesterday, but Elon oh gives subtle gosh. hints. But listen, um, we had a great conversation with Thomas Renz. Thanks for Vince for joining yeah. me. Um, My pleasure. This My pleasure. Friday, Conversations on the Fringe, guys. We're going to be talking... Uh, in, I don't think we have any guests coming on, but we're going to be talking exotic energy. We're going to be talking exotic physics. We're going to be talking about free energy. We're going to be talking about all these great conversations in the sense of harp and free energy, electro, everything we can think of in those topics. It's just something I like to talk about. It's going to be an old school fringe. We're going to bring in uh, people to, to ask their questions and stuff like that. So don't don't miss that show. Tomorrow night we have Dr. Tau Braun on. Uh, you might have saw him on uh, DW Truth Warriors channel. We got him coming on tomorrow. He's going to be talking a lot about uh, the COVID vaccines, the COVID, snake venom, all this stuff. This is going to be a great show. Don't miss that one. Um, Fluff420 donated one diamond. Princess Little 8 donated one ice cream. McDav gifted cookie. Uh, RMUAFC2 gifted a cookie. Thank you so much, RMU. And Fluff420 donated a diamond. It looks like D-Live's a winner, huh? I believe so, and Vader gifted a cookie as well. Thank you um, so much, Vader three six nine. Yeah, D live, you y'all did it. So that's tied. So they're they just tied it up, or they just they get closer. So they tied up with Rumble, and I oh, think Pilled um, is still ahead. No, that's, we're right. Pilled was two yeah. up. D live was two behind. Two now they we've won the last two nights, so they're tied with Pilled, and making a run for first. So. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you to Thomas Rents, my guest. Please definitely go out and visit him. The links are all in the chats and and, uh, within the description. I hope you guys have a fantastic evening, and we're going to see you guys tomorrow morning on the Dark Delight Show on Morning Coffee, and then on the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose with Dr. Tal Braun, and then myself and Vince going over the news of the night. And then um, what else do we have? We have uh, Friday Night Conversations on the Fringe, and so that's going to be a hoot, and then Mars Chronicles Saturday Night with uh, Michael Cremo Forbidden Archaeology Much love, respect, God bless Don't forget there's an After Dark chat on the Social Red Pill Head on over there, you guys can join in on there I might be in there in a little while I have to go take my, my chunky ass for a walk But other than that, I'm going to probably try to stop in there later Much love, respect, God bless You guys take care, have a great night Bye